From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Oh yes, Mr. Rob Roop, thank you. This is the Mike Davidson Lives podcast. I am Mike Davidson. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Always uh, quite a few things to get through. And uh, hopefully you can hang with me here for about half an hour. Now, uh, before I get too far into it, kind of have to be serious about a very serious thing that happened up here at Fort Wayne not too long ago, recording this uh, late Wednesday or early Thursday. This happened, I believe, Monday. And I don't work, and I work not too far from this place, uh, the Amazon uh, Fulfillment Center on the southwest side of town. Uh, they had to shut down operations for a little bit because, unfortunately, on the job, an employee lost his life. Uh, and I've heard uh, conflicting things about how it happened. I'm not going to go into the speculation or the details, but uh, very heartbreaking because uh, the kid in question, I mean, he's legally an adult, uh, 20 years old, uh, very young. And uh, unfortunately, lost his life. Uh, of course, this affects his friends, his family, all of that. Um, but uh, let me just let me just say, uh, from what I have seen regarding this incident, I don't care who you are, where you work, be as careful as humanly possible, especially if OSHA is involved. So, if you you work in a warehouse setting. Or you work in a factory, or you're on the job construction site, or if you work with the hazardous waste, hazardous chemicals, please, for the love of God, be careful. Take that extra step. Uh, if if you have to be the grumpy old man that gives the kids shit for uh, not wearing the proper PEE or PPE, I should say, the uh, protective equipment you need to do a job, be that grumpy old man. Uh, you know, just so, just so uh, whoever's around you can hear you be grumpy again the next day okay uh this serious stuff man i mean it, it's important to earn a living got it i mean i have to do that myself i have to pay a mortgage but for the love of god just be careful you know i've, I've got a wife i've got three kids i have to think about that day in day out and uh, certainly my thoughts and uh, prayers go out to the family as uh, they're trying to deal with this but uh, pretty serious stuff and, of course, it being Amazon, I'm, I'm sure we'll hear more in the coming days. And it'll put that company uh, under a, a bigger microscope, as it were. Okay, now, the importance of family, huge. I uh, got to spend uh, Wednesday morning with my daughter, Lana, donut day at her school. I actually, actually ran into a coworker there. He was there with his stepson. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't want to hang around him and his family because it was, it was their moment. I... I'm kind of weird about that. I don't like intruding on other people. I'm always kind of the guy that stands off to the side. But uh, me and Lana, we picked a spot. She picked a spot. And then she saw her friend Derek and his grandma. And she invited him over with us. And, you know, Lana is obviously her mom's daughter. I mean, she's my daughter too. But, I mean, she she takes after my wife so much and is very friendly and gregarious. It was just fun seeing kids being kids. Uh, my kid being a kid with somebody else's kid. I mean, I've seen three kids being kids all the time. Uh, but a pretty cool day. Got to have a cup of coffee and a donut with my daughter. She did not have coffee, by the way, because I would just be uh, asking for trouble. Um, a crazy day, Thursday morning, coming up here, a matter of hours. I had to get up and take her to school again. 
my wife is taking the boy, Logan, to get his hair cut. And uh, the mother-in-law is taking Hazel to get her ears looked at, uh, just to make sure things on the up and up. She's on the mend because she did get tubes put in there uh, a while back. And you're thinking to yourself, well, why doesn't uh, why doesn't your wife, the mom, take your daughter to the doctor and your mother-in-law take the boy to get his hair cut? Because the mother-in-law would pick the haircut, and uh, Logan's got kind of this uh, mop of hair going here. He's uh, he looks like uh, the typical boy, but, you know, typical toddler from the 70s. Like if you were to take, imagine some kid in a Polaroid with just a mop of hair, uh, a t-shirt, maybe shorts, maybe a diaper. Uh, just just being a kid. Uh, my wife has this fear that uh, her mom, if he given the chance, would get this kid buzz cutted. And I, and I actually side with the wife here. I kind of like the fact that Logan has headbanger hair. Uh, I don't, because anytime my hair gets long, it just kind of curls up, and it, it doesn't look it doesn't look all that great. It just it just kind of stands there. Uh, but Logan's got the headbanger hair, so you know, hey, as long as he can get away with it, go with it. Okay, so um, another Fort Wayne matter here. Uh, this one not as serious because. Uh, I hate to say it, nobody was paying attention to this organization, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. Minor League base, Basketball Team, G League, NBA G League for the Indiana Pacers. Uh, they will be no more. I mean, they will still be a basketball team. They're just moving down the road to Noblesville, just outside of Indy, and they'll change their name. So there will no longer be a Mad Ants basketball team. Same franchise, just the, the, they won't be in Fort Wayne, and there won't be any connection to this town. And there really wasn't, there really wasn't much of a connection to begin with. And I, you know, this is a town that you, you can see quite a few people at a Tin Caps game in the summer, Parkview Field downtown. And you know, in the colder months, which are plenty here in Fort Wayne, you know, you, you attract a good crowd at the Coliseum for the Fort Wayne Comets. Uh, but the ants, the mad ants, they play in the Coliseum, and they've been here for like I think about a decade now, a little more than that. And it, it just—I've only been to a couple of games, and each time uh, it, it was to say sparse almost sounds like a crowded word. Like, like it just didn't bring in butts in the seats. And I know that uh, a while back, before you know he was drinking, getting caught in public, Tom Henry, he was trying to campaign on, uh, hey, we need to get like a. A smaller arena downtown here in Fort Wayne, so we could accommodate the Mad Ants and uh, you know have concerts down there. And I think the people at the Coliseum were a little worried about this, as were Comets fans, uh, Comet, the Comets organization. Um, but uh, Mad Ants went down to Noblesville because they could promise them a, a three to four thousand seat arena. Okay, that's not a lot of seats at all. It almost seems like the Mad Ants should be playing in a, a bigger old school high school gymnasium. Not like a big friggin' stadium, and I guess that's that was the kind of thing was like because they didn't attract uh, the same amount of people that uh, the Comets could. Uh, they wanted a smaller venue, but it just seems like an ass nine thing to do uh, to go and build another stadium after not too long ago uh, you had these improvements done to the Coliseum. So the Mad Ants are gone, and you know maybe this is um, this will tap the brakes on some of these uh, cities spending all those buku dollars on uh, major league franchisers, uh, franchises, you know, the big boy leagues uh, for any sport. But then again, you, you know, that's not true. I mean, somebody 
put out a conceptual art for uh, the Orlando Dreamers because I guess uh, Major League Baseball is looking at expanding. Uh, <laughs> that's a really bad name. Orlando Dreamers. Yeah. All right, so uh, moving on to that, uh, NFL will announce uh, later today. And, and if you're listening to this, chances are uh, maybe it's already been announced, but uh, the full... 2023-2024 schedule, um, and the big rumor is, it, some of these have already been confirmed, some of the games, but um, I think uh, there will be a triple header for Christmas Day, and one of the games will be the Giants and the Eagles, uh, and that will be a 3 o'clock game for Fox. Uh, the Black Friday game that Amazon Prime will be streaming, free to everybody, by the way, will feature the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers with that squad. My Indianapolis Colts will take on the New England Patriots November 12th in Frankfurt, Germany. It's one of the European games. I'm not a big fan of them. I really am not. So that means I have to get up early and drink beer uh, while my mother-in-law takes our kids to church. <laughs> this seems a... I, I just... I'm, I, and it's a rant that I will beat home any chance I get. To, to the average European fan, uh, and granted, there are outliers over there in that continent that probably do love American football. It's it's more of a novelty to them. Uh, it's more of a spectacle to them. It's not the same thing as us where, you know, football is ingrained in our culture. They don't have Pop Warner. They don't have junior high football. They don't have high school football. They don't have college football. Um, you know, they don't have the, the, the lesser leagues uh, that come on in February and March after the NFL uh, is done for, for a few months. No, they don't have that. But, you know, the, the, these games will attract the crowd, and you know, some people might get excited. But after the game, they'll kind of walk out and shrug. Eh, it, it just doesn't beat our football. It doesn't beat soccer. Um, but, uh, you know, Roger Goodell is going to try to appease the, uh, the European crowd and ignore his P1s. And as we have seen with other customer bases and fan bases, maybe that's not such a good idea. We shall see. All right. Uh, speaking of fan bases, uh, let's talk, let's talk some streaming here. Um, and, and movies and such. Paramount is laying off a bunch of people. You know, they've got Paramount Plus, CBS plugs it every time with a show or, you know, sporting, but... On CBS, now streaming on Paramount Plus, you know, they, they'll, they'll tag that every time because they want you to go to the streaming site. They want you to go to the streaming site because they need eyeballs, damn it. They need subscribers. They're losing me money. Uh, so uh, Paramount is laying off people. And this was, um, this was kind of like, I did not know this still existed. MTV News will cease to exist after 36 years of existence. I thought they stopped doing their thing 15 years ago because when in the hell has MTV been a thing? I mean, it's basically just a, a clearinghouse now for uh, catfish and ridiculousness and rap war reruns. I mean, that's that's all they show. There's nothing. There's nothing music about MTV, but MTV News uh, will be uh, shuttered up for good. And it, it kind of sucks that it died out the way it did because it did have kind of a pe impact on uh, uh, pop me uh, pop culture social uh, sway back in the '90s. Uh, Kurt Loder was the face of that. Kurt Loder, the former editor of Rolling Stone, and he. Uh, I, it's been a while since I've gone to Reason Magazine's website, but he used to do uh, 
uh, you know, he's he's a libertarian. He used to do movie reviews for them, and you know, he was the face of MTV News. He was the, he was the cool old guy. Uh, of all the uh, yapping, talking heads that annoyed the piss out of me uh, when I did watch MTV in college, late nineties, two thousands, the the only two people that really never uh, arced me was uh, Matt Penfield, bald fat guy who just knew his shit when it came to music, and old guy Kurt Loder. All the youngins, all the uh, the pretty youngins, they were they were the dopes, and it just they got in the way of everything. All right, so uh, MTV Movie Awards, the Movie TV Awards were uh, this weekend. They were pre-taped because, uh, well, there was no, no Drew Barrymore to host, and there were no writers to write shitty jokes, and uh, you know, they didn't want the picket signs for the writer strike that's going on right now to appear. And um, I don't want to dwell on this too much, but uh, the, the movie of the year, according to MTV... I mean, this is almost as bad as the Grammys try to get a, a, a pulse on what is uh, cool and hip in culture. The movie of the year, and keep in mind, Top Gun Maverick, which made a shitload of money, and Avatar 2, which did likewise, both nominated for movie of the year with MTV. Scream 6 won. The sixth installment of Scream, uh, according to MTV, was the best movie last year. Uh... No, you're you're gonna forget that this movie even existed. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's terrible, man. That is even by MTV standards, that is craptacular. Top Gun, Maverick, Avatar two. It should have been between those two. It, you know, and I know MTV leans a little left, and James Cameron leans a little left. Uh, it would make sense for Avatar two to win it. Uh, but, you know, it, whatever the hell, we're just going to do it on a disposable horror film sequel. So, there you go, there you go MTV, again, languishing um, and uh, in ruin and just becoming more and more obsolete. Alright, so some Disney Plus stuff here. Uh, I guess uh, Bob Iger had the second quarter earnings call. And uh, Disney Plus has hemorrhaged uh, about 4 million subscribers since last time. Now, a lot of this is uh, due to some uh, provider issues in Southeast Asia and, uh, I think, India. But here, stateside in Canada, they have lost 300,000 viewers. Which makes me wonder uh, what those Mandalorian numbers are going to look like at the end of uh, this past season. Because, I, I, you know, again... What was it like? Two million people were watching that at the start, or something like that. I have to go back and look. Uh, but I, not everybody would cancel their subscription on that alone. They probably would just stop viewing. But then again, Disney does not reveal streaming numbers. And I think the big, uh, the big come off from this was that Disney Plus and Hulu looked to be on the merge. Um, Disney Plus might be siphoning more of the uh, the original content, more of the their programming from Hulu and putting it on Disney Plus. Uh, no word if they're going to. Basically, it's going to be like one app by the end of the year, and I don't know if they're going to buy out Comcast's stake in Hulu or not. Uh, but it's very interesting because you know you have Paramount laying off people; they're not making money off of Paramount Plus. We all know that Disney is not making money off of Disney Plus, uh, so they're trying to do all they can to uh, make things a little more manageable. And I've got Disney Plus and I've got Hulu. And you just say to yourself, why wasn't this a thing from the start, just having one app? Why does every damn thing need an app? 
why just not put everything if you have one company you should have everything from your one company on that one app Hulu Disney ESPN one app that makes sense uh, but that was something that uh, AOL Time Warner struggled with as uh, does the uh, Discovery folks that now own HBO Max so now everything's gonna be Max coming up it's it's been just it's just been fascinating to watch all of this stuff and it's interesting it's like they don't understand that these subscriptions cost the average consumer money and they're not going to subscribe to every app you would think they would do their market research right uh, okay kind of wrapping it up on the uh, the Disney end of things here Jonathan majors uh, nothing really uh, has broke big as of late on that um, aside from what I've talked about last time but uh, there are rumblings in the Magic Kingdom that they are looking to recast Kang for future MCU movies nothing official these are just rumblings but it would make sense but you know you have a situation which could either be Ezra Miller or Johnny Depp uh, of course Warner Brothers stuck with Ezra Miller for whatever reason I don't know Dude's trouble. Um, so yeah, it, it could be one of those things where Jonathan Majors is in trouble, and he did get into a big to do, and it does tarnish your brand, which is already kind of flailing about right now in terms of money, in terms of content. It it, it would be a struggle, but if he cut him loose right now, and it turns out things aren't as bad as they are. I.e. Amber Heard, you know, talking all that stuff about Johnny Depp and Johnny Depp countersues. It could be bad still for Disney because if they fire a dude who did nothing wrong, he can turn around and sue. I don't know how drastic or desperate they are to on offload John Jonathan Majors. I would say maybe wait a couple of weeks, see what shakes from the trial. If it gets dicey, then make your decision. In the meantime, everything is speculative. Why why jump the gun, so to speak? Alright, uh, Tom Hanks, uh, big-time movie star, hoping to be a big-time author. He's got a new novel out, and he's out promoting it. And he was asked the question uh, what his thoughts were about some of these reimaginings uh, re of books, these um, sensitivity readers going in and messing with uh, Roald Dahl's books, uh, Ian Fleming, uh, Agatha Christie, and uh, I was actually kind of surprised because I know that Tom Hanks, uh, he's, he's a pretty progressive dude, but he is, his take, uh, Jesus, it was, uh, it was libertarian. It, it really, it really surprised me. He said, uh, we're all adults here. We all know that these were different times. A lot of these books were written. Let me decide what offends me or not. And that's the best take you can have about any any form of pop culture, really. Any form of movie, book, television show. I mean, uh, I remember, I remember Penn Jillette. Uh, he had his uh, Penn Teller bullshit show on Showtime, and he had this brilliant rant about uh, about uh, being offended. You can be offended. There's nothing wrong with being offended. It is uh, how you react to something. It's your First Amendment right to be offended. It's the canceling that gets to be a problem. 
And so, yeah, there are times uh, you read a book and it just doesn't jive with you. And you, you you read it once, you don't read it again, or you just put it down and go, okay, I'm moving on to something else. There are all sorts of TV shows. In fact, uh, the other night, my wife and I, uh, she she's a big fan of Tubi. Uh, you know, it's ad-based streaming. Who knew having somebody underwrite your programming might be a thing? But it's basically just kind of a clearinghouse of, uh, you know, warehouse of uh, reruns and such. And it had some of the old 1940s Batman serials that would run in theaters. Not not the Adam West, Burt Ward colored, uh, late 60s version. We're talking about, like, black and white. They didn't have a budget to try to dis- uh, design a Batmobile. We sat and watched a little bit of it, and it got to be a little too much because this was in the, I think, 1943, in the thick of World War II. And, of course, everything is World War II propaganda. you, you got to beat the Germans. you got to beat the Italians. you got to beat the Japanese. And the, the Japanese Imperial Army was a formidable foe. But and I don't think it would have taken much for us to get geared up for this but uh, you look go back and watch this it was basically a propaganda piece and uh they were trying to describe uh some of the uh, uh the japanese army and uh it i can't even repeat it here uh it's it's really bad <laughs> But it's there for posterity if you want to watch and laugh at how terribly racist it is. They even have a white guy dressed as Colonel Sanders playing a Japanese gangster or mad scientist or something in it. But it's there uh, for for you to be offended by or laugh your ass off at because it's pretty bad. But uh, going back to what Tom Hanks said, I mean, that you are the audience. You decide what you put up with. You shouldn't have somebody else cutting up your food and chewing it for you and spitting it into your mouth because that's when you know censorship becomes a problem and i know these sensitivity readers are hired by publishers trying to look for this new audience but time and time again given uh, certain uh, things that have happened in uh, recent history including beer, beer companies when you forget your audience you alienate them and if you're looking for this phantom new audience by doing it you're not going to find them because those who were offended by the original material are going to go find something else to read anyway maybe come up with new content i don't know quit trying to edit everything of course we may not have uh, much of a choice in that because I've, I've talked a little bit about it in previous podcasts maybe not in as in depth as i will here uh, but artificial intelligence uh, will one day take over. And I wish I was joking when I said that. Uh, but it will. Um, so I, not even 45 minutes apart, I see two different stories, two different franchises looking to utilize AI in the same way. One being Hardee's slash Carl Jr., the other being Wendy's. They're go- Both restaurants, both chains are doing pilot programs uh, with AI, artificial intelligence, for their drive through windows. So you'll hear the little uh, artificial intelligence voice speak to you, asking you what would you like on your uh, Baconator or your Carl's Jr.nator. And, uh, you know, you give the order, and it takes it. Now, you're saying, well, what, what if it fails? Oh, so what if it fails? They're going to try doing it again and again and again. Uh, two things to, that stick out to me here. 
for those who were always saying that fast food should pay a living wage, this is how fast food is going to take care of that problem. You're not going to tell people who make money off of you getting fat how to make their money while you're getting fat. Uh, if that means they have to deal with one less employee, they will. Or several employees. If it can save some money on the bottom line and allow them to do something else, like, you know, count more green, they will do that. Sorry, I don't know what to tell you. Secondly, it is worrisome because it is artificial intelligence. And it's a little more than just the automated, uh, you know, kiosks at your McDonald's. This is a computer sitting there listening to you, talking to you, comprehending everything you're saying. You don't have to use those kiosks anymore. They're about as outdated as Blackberries with this stuff. You can actually sit there and tell the, the AI what you want. But it's going to become more and more commonplace. And that is the problem here. This is not me doing Workers of the World Unite. This is me addressing a serious issue. You have a computer program that can think for itself, possibly, and it's going to be doing more and more tasks. I mean, with this writer strike, yeah, they've turned out some real shit last decade and a half uh, overall. I mean, there's been some exceptions in the theaters and on the silver sc uh, small screen. But you're telling me a computer is going to replicate the human experience? I, I just don't see that happening. I can't see myself getting jazzed up because a computer wrote a screenplay and generated some CGI characters and rendered a movie with a fraction of the, the, the budget that you know a human production would. Granted, I'm saying this into a microphone plugged into a laptop that's using software that I will upload into a cloud that you're listening to right now. I get that, but I'm choosing to do this. How, how long before we see our decisions made for us by machines? Right now, we are ordering, possibly ordering fast food through them, but what if they decide, no, that's not what you want? Or, or better yet, what if they decide, no, that's not what I want? Something to think about here, a little food for thought. So, yeah, Wendy's and uh, Hardee's are doing this, and it's not too long before you hear about Burger King doing this, McDonald's, hell, Walmart, Meyer, you get the idea. All right, uh, so I have no idea what's going on with Motley Crue. <laughs> Does anybody in Motley Crue know what's going on with Motley Crue? Uh, I was just reading before coming up here, John 5, he's going on the road with them. And we know that there's that big blowout between Mick Mars and, and the rest of his former bandmates. Uh, you know, because we all know that Mick is dealing with a physical ailment and he's been dealing with this for years. And, uh, you know, it's basically like just a, a crippling arthritis. Uh, it, that's the best way to describe it. So he's uh, he was sidelined. John Five, who's been doing things with Rob Zombie for years, great guitarist. You know, when they, when they announced uh, he was going to be the guitarist, I'm not even a Motley Crue fan, and that got me excited. Um, but uh, then it turned out that Mick felt that he was being forced out of the band, and so now you have these lawsuits and uh, him alleging that, uh, that the, the band uses backing tracks. Well, a couple of interesting developments from that. John Five was doing an interview, and he really hasn't delved into... Uh, the legalese between Mick and his former three bandmates. 
but he did say that uh, Motley Crue does not use backing tracks. Okay, well, maybe. Now, they, they said that with him and his guitar work, but uh, with mixed guitar work, and then he counted that they, that they used backing tracks. Um, so, okay, uh, so that's, that's how Vince Neil actually sounds. <laughs> but then he said something very interesting. He said that uh, he and Mick Mars, John Five and Mick Mars, are still friends, and they even recently exchanged Christmas gifts. I mean, that's got to be awkward as hell. You know, you're suing a band, and you're friends with the guy that replaced you. Meanwhile, you're the guy that replaced Mick, you're friends with him, but you can't say shit about your friendship, really, around those guys. You can't talk about how cool it is to hang out with Mick Mars. That's a, Money will make you do strange things. They really will. Uh, love will make you do strange things. And this was... And I'll wrap it up here. This was thought to be... This was thought to be a prank or, you know, one of those catfishing things. Uh, but fans of Disturbed saw on, I think, Tinder... A guy who looks strikingly like John, or not Jonathan, what was I talking about? Dave Draymond. I was going to say Jonathan Davis, and I was like, no, no. Dave Draymond, they say, they find a guy that looks like Dra Dave Draymond playing with a dog in the backyard, you know, posing for this picture, looking for love, and they say, okay, that is Dave Draymond. Wait, no, somebody's catfishing using Dave Draymond's uh, likeness, and they actually tagged him on social media. Hey, Dave, Dave, this, this dude, he's pretending to be you. Dave Draymond said, no, that's uh, that's actually me. I guess, you know, he recently had a divorce and he's looking for love, but he says that he's struggling with Tinder. <laughs> it's just, I guess he said it was a real shit show or something like that. Yeah, Dave Draymond is actually on Tinder. Ladies, if you're looking not to slut it up uh, backstage as a groupie, because it looks like Dave Draymond's giving up on groupies. That is a different era, isn't it? Alright, with all that said and done, I'm done. Until next time, stay fresh. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at Facebook.com backslash M Davidson Live. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.